The reading is taken from John chapter 20, verses 1 to 8. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that just like John and Peter, we may see this morning and believe in your name. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Christ is risen. We arrive today at that glorious moment uh, when the women first and then the disciples after them arrive at the tomb and of course find it empty. Mary stays behind as the disciples return and uh, she meets someone in the grounds and she thinks they're the gardener. But it's not the gardener. And I'm not going to say it today, but my favourite word in the whole Bible, he just says, Mary. And with that, she knows This is someone that knows my name. I recognise that voice. The normal order of things is completely blown away. And what we previously understood as the ultimate end, death itself, becomes a new beginning and a new start, new hope, new life, new relationship with God the Father. Now many people have studied the events of that Holy Week and the death of Jesus itself, trying to understand what happened, how it happened, and what it means. A bit like uh, detectives crawling over a murder scene, they're putting it all together. And actually, the first of those questions, how did it happen, is a sort of an easy one to answer because it has no answer. It's never had an answer. There is no explanation other than the one that the Bible gives that Jesus rose from the dead. So if I start from that premise, let's answer that second question. What does it mean to us? And perhaps again using uh, the theme of the uh, detectives or the authorities, let me play a role here as one of those religious leaders completely fed up with this man Jesus completely fed up that he took me on one side and told me off. Completely fed up that he's taking people away from my following and they're following him. 
completely fed up that he has a different way of talking to people and a different way of doing things. And just like any detective, I want to research him, I want to accuse him, I want to try him and condemn him and convict him and execute him. That's not a current detective. The the last bit anyway. So I have been trying to pin this man down for a long time. And there have been occasions when I've been so close and he's just slipped through the net. Or there was an open door and he cut out the side. Or when he was in the middle of you and there were too many of you and I couldn't get close. Then there was the time that I was holding a stone in my hand, ready to throw. I was poised. And as I looked around, people were dropping theirs. Because like me, they were a sinner. So I let mine go too. And it just made me more and more determined to get this man. I'd find this man I'd put him behind bars. I'd end his game. And I found a man called Judas. And he was prepared, he was prepared to bring Jesus to me on his own. So the net was drawing closer and closer. I put him in front of Pilate. The net draws closer and closer. Sadly, Pilate ducked beautifully, actually, and sent him off to Herod. Herod, good news. Herod didn't want anything to do with it, so sent him back to Pilate. The net grew closer and closer. Then they made the distinction between the Roman law and the Jewish law, and they have him flogged. Pilate comes out and says, we can release him. One of my friends had a brilliant idea we'll release Barabbas instead of Jesus. That's the custom. And so the net grew tighter and tighter until on Good Friday, Friday just passed, the net finally drew to a close. The ends were tied off. Jesus is led to his death. Half the person he was having been abused and spat at and ridiculed and flogged. And we know that he's dead because one of the soldiers spears him and blood and water comes out. I know that we've dealt with him because he's put in an empty tomb. They roll this massive stone in front. They put Roman guards outside. There's no way past. There's no one else in the tomb, no one to help him. We're done. The ends are tied. Then comes Easter Sunday. Someone says the tomb's open. The Roman guards are gone. The body is missing. Jesus suddenly appears to people. They must be mad. What was done and was finished has begun again. The rumours are rife. There are personal testimonies. There are signs beginning. Miracles, proclamations. It's like a wildfire. 
the man that was dead is now seen by hundreds. All of you. What I thought had been brought to a close is now opening again. But this time it's a bit more difficult to stop. How can you kill a dead man? I thought I was only dealing with one and now there are hundreds of them talking about him. Where the strands had been pulled shut, they open all over again. We placed a man in a tomb and he created a womb. The tomb which was supposed to bring closure became a womb which started a new beginning. The day when we thought the world would see a finish has become the day that the history of the world has changed and the life of every person across the globe for all time has changed. And far from bringing those strands tight, do you see what's happened? It's become inverted. And what happens when you put those one on top of another? It becomes a cross, doesn't it? The cross of love. Because what we tried to bring together, God has opened up. Just as the tomb opened and love poured out, so the cross has brought love to every one of us. And so putting my role play on one side for a moment, what does that mean for us? What happens for us when we reach the tomb? Is it the final resting place of a good but slightly powerful, hungry man? Or is it the birthplace of a new covenant and a new relationship with the God of the universe? The other disciple, it's probably John, reaches the tomb and as we started, he goes in, he saw and believed. What happens for us when we reach that tomb? Do we see a tomb or do we see a womb? Do we see death or do we see life? Do we see the end of hope or the beginning of hope? I've told you before, we have an expression in our household, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You either are or you are not. And Easter Sunday is a day when the agnostics in this world stand on very weak ground. Do you believe or do you not believe? Because it's written down, it's historical, it's attested. So there are two answers. Yes or no. This is a day of celebration for me and for many of us here. Perhaps not for all of us. But that cross of love brings new life. It changes the course of history because it changes the course of people's lives individually. The resurrection is the seal on this new way of life and a new relationship with God. One there where there is forgiveness through sacrifice, where the substitution has been made by Jesus Christ, where he has atoned for our sins. Remember the words? 
If you don't, watch last week's service online. God has paid the price. He substituted himself for us so that the price may be paid. And this new life, this new forgiveness takes place automatically and immediately. And we'll learn a little bit more about that next week where Peter on the beach who has publicly denied Christ three times is reinstated. The forgiveness of God is already at work. Thomas, who denies until I see God for myself, is reinstated and forgiven. The disciples completely change their worldview. They become pastors, evangelists, healers, teachers, miracle workers. Their life is totally different. And they're determined to follow this path, even though it puts them in harm's way. Such is the transformation of Easter Sunday. What will Easter Sunday 2022 mean to us? Is it the tying off of the new strands? So that we put a man in a tomb? Or is it the opening of the arms of God to shower his love and his purpose and his future upon us. Will we accept that gift of love or will we reject it? There's no middle ground. It's a yes or a no. Let's pray. Father, as we come to you this morning, we rejoice in all that you've done. And we thank you that throughout that week you knew what was ahead and yet you kept on walking. Help us to walk that same way. Come to your tomb and see in it for us the womb of a new beginning, new hope, new life, and a new future as we walk out arm in arm, hand in hand with you. Amen.